seem to remember somebody making fun of me for being concerned about spiders in my water bottle. I wasn't asking if there were spiders in my water bottle, you freak. Then why were you smelling all the water bottles? Oh, it's on. We're live. <laughs> we're live. Um, well, so I was smelling my water bottle because the last time I tried to drink out of a water bottle, it smelled like fish. That's disturbing. I know. That's why I'm smelling my new water bottle, so that I know it doesn't smell like fish. with my mom a podcast about family life and talking to our teenagers is it it is okay this week is episode four and we're going to be talking about uh social media social media the world's lamest invention that's a lie it's awesome friendster i made friendster are we gonna talk about myspace yep tumblr I actually do intend to talk about Tumblr. I don't know if you want to talk about your use of Tumblr. I mean... (laughs) I'm well aware of how you use Tumblr. (laughs) Yeah. She's not wrong. Um, So what am I drinking? Dad's deciding. Nectar and peach pear (laughs) LaCroix. I'm drinking lemonade and sparkling water. I'm drinking... Rhubarb and strawberry soda. A sparkling beverage made with tart rhubarb and sweet strawberry juice. The truth is, social media today, I think, is a really important part of parenting. And this is brand new. There's no playbook for this. There's nobody who ever told us how to do this. You're not wrong. So, we talk... Well, so you tell me what... What is the normal way for moms to handle what their kids are doing on social media, texts, that kind of thing. I don't know. Like, most of that stuff just kind of flies under people's parents' radar. Like, they just don't care. Like, and that's why I get so mad at you when you, like, take my social media away is because, like, other kids' parents, like, don't care what their kids are doing on social media. Well, no, I knew parents. I've known parents who have had a lot of concerns about social media. I knew a girl um, once that her mom didn't even let her have internet. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. There you go. And I think that's just silly because... So this is my opinion on the matter. So people are... This is kind of going to... I'm going to cover this in a question. But people are, like, freaking out over... Especially parents right now are, like, freaking out over social media. And they're like, it's destroying our youth and all that. But those people are all, like, going to be irrelevant someday. Like, for whatever reason. Well, but they're and not wrong. They're, they're not, not wrong, but that is our future. And social- that's what we're going towards. And I feel like you're hindering us by, like, putting bad ideas into our heads about it. Social media has huge destructive power. It has the, the power to be extremely destructive. And you are young. So this is like we talked about. I don't have any problem with you having tattoos. You can be all tatted up and have two sleeve, full sleeves and tattoos on your face and I'll love you just the same. But as a 15-year-old, I don't think it's time for you to get a tattoo because you have to live with that forever. Yeah. Right? So I think that you need to be, let your, what is it you always say about your brain? Prefrontal cortex? Your prefrontal cortex is not developed yet. Yeah. So you change so much all the time that you make a lot of impulsive decisions. 
And I think a tattoo is not a place for an impulsive decision. Fair? Fair. Right? You want to be old enough to make a decision that you are going to be ready to live with. Social media is different, though, because it's not your life forever, necessarily. Social media is your life forever. You can put a picture on the internet that can haunt you 20 years into the future. Well, like, that's fair. But it's not necessarily, like... You can... Okay, how about this? Is it possible for a high school student to make mistakes on social media that lead to them being completely cast out at their school and bullied and all of a sudden go from having kind of a normal day-to-day existence to, like, living in what's basically a living hell? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, possibly. Yeah, so that's... Where else in the world is that possible? I don't know. Nowhere. So, again, I don't think social media is a bad thing. I have used social media your entire life. Yeah. But I do think that we need to be careful how we teach teenagers to manage it because they're not always aware of the ramifications of what they're doing. That's fair. But in my opinion, like, just saying social media is bad, stay off of it. Like, no one said social media is bad, stay off of it. I did not say that. I don't think that. I haven't raised you that way, have I? No, but it just feels like if you teach, if you do teach your kid that social media is bad and stay off of it, then they're going to do the exact opposite of that. But what about if you don't teach your kids anything about social media? What if you just ignore it? I don't know. I'm not a parent. Like, you always ask me parenting questions, and I don't know how to answer them because I'm not a parent. Well, that's fair, but you still, you have a brain, right? You can think about it. I mean, not really. You can imagine what it might be like. Yeah. I feel like this is going to be a very argue episode. I don't know. I I don't know why because I think we probably agree on what most of what I have to say. Okay. So what I what I believe is that just like okay, so cars have great destructive power. Yeah. So we don't just let our kids turn sixteen and go here are the keys, have fun, right? I mean, generally not. No, not. We teach our kids to drive. Yeah. That is a. I mean, again, not that I'm saying no one has ever not taught their kid to drive, but as a society, that's what we do. We teach our kids to drive. Yeah. And we send them to classes to learn to drive. Yeah. So why should it be any different with something like social media? Do we have to take classes to do social media, though? Well, you kind of have. I mean, that's because you've kind of forced me to, like... As a parent, I taught you to use social media. But... So, let's say someone doesn't have a parent that can necessarily teach them how to use social media. Should we make kids take social media classes? I think it would be an, an amazing idea to have that in high school. How would that look like? Like, because okay, like? In my opinion. I think I could teach a lit social media class. So, I think that if a school were to put social media classes into place, mm-hmm. I feel like there would be a lot of pushback from the students because... In our opinions, we understand how to use social media. Kids don't really want to learn gym mostly either, right? Sure, but gym but is... they get to okay, it, whether so they like it or not. You guys also know how to drive. You don't think you need health class, right? No, I. but it's different because social media is kind of... It's like our playground. It's like if you came in and tried to teach us how to take playground classes. Like, there's not really playground classes, and that's how... My voice keeps breaking. It's, I'm sorry. But um, in my opinion, we don't really need that. And I... I think it's it's funny, though, for you to say that you don't need it when, you know, you have had those lessons. Sure, You've but... You've been taught your whole life, so... There are some kids that aren't, and, like, 
they push back really hard against that sort of stuff. Well, but I think, I mean, I'm going to be, this is a place where I'm sure you don't agree with me. I don't know that it matters whether they push back. Like, school is not about kids learning what kids decide they need to learn. School is about kids learning what it has been decided they need to learn. But If, if it were up to kids, how many kids would be in your English class? I don't know. I'm in honors English, and people choose to be there. Sure, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. How many kids would come to school at all? How many kids believe they have stuff they need to learn at school? Some. Some. Not all. No. You would love my social media class. My social media class would not just be about how to not wreck your life or how to not be destructive, even though that would be there. But it would be about how to increase your reach, how to run a Kickstarter, how to use some of these tools that your generation is going to be using but is not using yet. How many friends do you have who run Kickstarter? Not. How many friends do you have who have a podcast? Not. Not. Okay. So these are all tools that are available to you. How to start a podcast. How to start a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have somebody who actually understands because having a teacher. The thing that would happen there also is that, let's say people did decide to take it. They'd probably get a teacher that didn't understand what they were talking about because they don't have teachers there that are educated and like social media. Well, so you're, you're living in the gap right now you're living in the gap and and what it is is that you guys have access to stuff that mostly the generation before you doesn't have a lot of wisdom to offer because it's all new stuff and like you you are a specific person that has made it like an effort to understand social media and you've lived on social media but a lot of adults haven't but there are plenty of us who have Sure. There are plenty of Gen Xers who... But you have to find a person who not only is willing to teach that sort of thing. Sure. I hear all of that. I hear hear what you're getting at in the concrete. I mean, in my opinion, most stuff, most parts of school don't work out in the concrete. Yeah. But I think we're getting off track. Because my point is, I think it is a parental responsibility to help you understand social media. Yeah. And you've been raised that way. For the better and for the worse. I helped you create your first Facebook page. Which then got taken down immediately. Well. Because of, never mind. Well, be, um, no, that's, let's talk about it. Because this is this is kind of what we're talking about, right? Oh, God. So, so let's. waited for you to unprove my point. I'm not unproving your point. It's not, this is not about I told you so. Yeah. When I, but, so, I helped you get a Facebook page set yeah. up. And we had, and we had a person that we didn't particularly want to be in touch with you. In touch who with me. Tried to contact yeah. you via Facebook. Yeah. Almost immediately. Yeah. So that got taken down. Well, and fast. so thanks. We together made the decision that maybe it wasn't quite time that you yeah. didn't feel you didn't feel prepared. I didn't feel prepared, and I didn't really feel safe with the situation. You didn't like, feel prepared to deal with an adult who was trying to trying to get contact with you. Yeah. In that way that, that was inappropriate. And so yeah. we, we took, took it down. down. Yeah. Um, right? Yeah. And you had experiences with social media that I didn't like and that I didn't want you on. How so? Uh, I remember you were getting it. You got yourself into trouble with a, a kicks. Oh, kick. Yeah. Kick. So, the you know. Kicks. I, I don't know the name of it. Yeah. But, you know, we've... But you have been really open with me. Yeah. You have shared with me. Uh, there was a time when I had your passwords, when you were, when yeah. you were like seven and eight. Yeah. I had all your passwords. I don't have your passwords anymore. Mm-mm. But you trust me enough that... Well, why do I trust you? Because I tell you everything. Well, sure. But also because we've, we've, I know where we've been. Yeah. Right? We've kind of 
traveled this road together. And that's what I'm getting at. I'm not saying that the right thing is to take away social media. Yeah. But, you know, something that always was really valuable to me was the way that we went about texting mm-hmm. with you. Because... We talked a lot about the fact that texting is a really easy place to get yourself into trouble socially. Yeah. You blew up your life a few years ago oh, using texting. So Okay, no, it wasn't like... texting, it was Snapchat. Well, there was texting involved as well. There Probably. was texting and there was Snapchat and the two God, so, he must have thought I was so weird. So, uh, is it okay if I tell the the detailed story or would you prefer a you can tell the deta- detailed story, just don't use names. The The short of it is, you and a friend both liked the same boy. and the He t- was, like, her age, too. He, I was a bit they younger were both, than her. They were both a couple years older than you. And you both liked the same boy, and you were both fine with that. It was all fun to hang out together and giggle about how cute he was until he yeah. chose her. And when he chose her, your heart was broken, and where in person... All that you really could do was kind of run away because that's kind of what we do. Yeah. With Snapchat and text, you found it a little easier to send him repeated messages asking him why he chose the other girl. You were young. You were young. Don't God, be I'm cringing so hard. Don't be embarrassed because you know what? This is relatable. <laughs> this is not something that only you have ever done. I, yeah. A lot of us have done this and you... Then when you were sending him messages and she started to respond from his phone and or account mm-hmm. telling you to stop. Yeah. And you were like, who is she to tell him who can send things to his phone? But And I gave you a piece of wisdom then and I told you that if what? If another girl is texting you from his phone, then it's time to stop. It's over. <laughs> It's over because she has access to that because he let her do that. Yeah. To, on some level, and you were like, well, "What if he doesn't know?" Like, he let even her if he do left that. his phone behind, he left his phone behind, trusting her. Her exactly. He let her do that, and so then what had happened was what had happened was so what happened was that you had this this tight knit group of friends. This was when you were in roller derby, and everyone kind of started to be angry at you. Yeah. Because you were the one who was texting someone's boyfriend. Yeah. And it caused a lot of trouble. And so we decided to get rid of Snapchat. Yeah. Because you were just, you were having a hard time. I was too young for it. And there were things that you knew. I was like 10. Mm -hmm. There were, uh, I think you were like 12. No. 11. 11. 11 sounds right. So 12 was a little too old. So you you knew that there were things you wouldn't say in person that were just yeah. easier to say and do. Oh, text. 100%. It's, it's still that way. I can still talk to people different over text than I can in person because it's just like you don't have to look at them in the face mm-hmm. and like see how they're responding. So it makes it so much easier to just be a bit be a bad person over social media or text than it is to be a bad person in person because if it's easier to be mean it's easier to blow stuff up but it's easier to be overly pestering or harassing because in person you can see that you can see like the kind of exasperation on their face when you try to talk to them whereas you you can't see that over text and and so and it's like i feel like definitely as i've gotten older it's gotten easier 
to see that, and I know when to back away now because, like... So, this is a real question. I'm not... This isn't a a tell-me-I'm-right question. So, honestly... It's almost like you've been trained. (laughs) Well, and that's what I was just going to say. That is the master of rubbing it in. What I was just going to say is, do you think that you would have naturally gotten good at that, or do you think that some of the help that you had helped you to get a better handle on that? So, I feel like that it... Your help kind of helped. But I feel like losing people over it mm-hmm. also very much helped me because I lost that friendship with her over just a stupid boy and the fact that I wouldn't stop pestering him. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel like losing a relationship like that, like, really helped me. But it's it's easy to feel like part of that happened because they were a bitch or because they were mean. No, right? and she was actually very nice about but, it. But part of the way that, like, we try to pull things apart yeah. is be conscious and, and thoughtful about why this is happening, mm-hmm. right? So if you just skip that step, it's yeah. easy to think that, like, it's them. Every yeah. time, it's them. Wisdom from Dad. So what what we did in an era where I was hearing from a lot of other parents that I knew that they either took away their kids' ability to, to text they made it so that you couldn't install. You know, I mean, I could have software on your phone. You did you have software. Have apps. You did. I did, but that was different though. That was to keep you from watching YouTube all night. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's too late now. <laughs> well, no, I just, I just gave, gave up, up on that fight at this point. The point is that I could lock you out of mm-hmm. that stuff if I wanted to. I mean, theoretically, <gasps> it's not theoretical. I could lock you out of that stuff if I yeah. wanted to, but. That's not, in my mind, the right way to go about it. Yeah. Right? And so we have had we have had periods of time, right? Yeah. Where it's two weeks and nobody gets YouTube for two weeks. Yeah. But Gowan. Oh, it's been just as many times because of you. So instead what we did is that I let you have free access to texting and we would go through it together. In intervals. And it yeah. made you cringe then, just like it would make you cringe now. God, don't make me <laughs> do that right now. Don't. I don't have to make you do that okay, right now. Okay, good. But it, I don't think it would matter if I did. No. I think it would be... Because know, I, think, I think at this point, at least, you're aware that, like, I have teen stuff that I text about that you don't want to know about. It's true. Oof. Anyways. Anyway, so we would go through your text together. And oh, God, that was the worst. It was the worst, but, you know, I felt like... It, it was, was better than taking it completely. Well, it was good, though, because I didn't ever go... You didn't get in trouble when I found curse words on there, because that was your space. Yeah. And I would say, look at this. You see where you texted her, like, four times, and she texted back one word? Yeah. And then you texted her six more times, and then she said, gotta go, right? Yeah. And and we kind of talked through those signals and what it means and how at some point, if, you you haven't, stop. if someone hasn't been texting you back, you should stop texting them. Yeah. Right? A little bit. And, and we talked about it. We talked yeah. through it until you were at the point where you were ready to have me not in it. I also knew some moms who looked 
in their kids' texts when their kids didn't know that they were doing it. Yeah. So, some of my friends, their parents don't care, but, like, I have, like, one friend whose, like, mom is all up in their texts, and mm-hmm. they can't say anything, mm-hmm. and they, like, we have to go to, like, a social media platform that our mom can't access to talk about mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. Which, and like, I mean, it kind of makes me... A, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> Um, figure it out. <laughs> her mom is like not super tech savvy though. Anyway. This is coffee with my mom. Rip. Sorry. So what is the platform? Spill the tea. Uh, we talk over Discord. Mm-hmm. Which uh, I don't know how much you know about. I know Discord. Yeah. Lit. So the point is, I didn't want to get into your stuff when you didn't know that I was looking. Yeah. And I didn't want to take it away from you. And so, and we did the same thing with Facebook. We did the same thing several times as you grew up, where we together would recognize that something was kind of out of your control, Uh was causing you problems, and then we would analyze it together. Yeah. You'd be like, so what do you think? Well, and we'd sit down and actually look at what you were posting and what what was good or bad about it. Yeah. What was problematic about what you posted there or, you know... Do you realize how when you just left practice and now you're talking crap about one of the girls at practice, she probably knows that you mean her, right? Like all of that stuff that you have to figure out. Yeah. And I probably figured it out because of you. Well, I'm not saying you're a smart kid. I'm not saying you wouldn't have figured it out on your own. But isn't it kind of nice having someone to help you figure that stuff out? Yeah. So we actually haven't done... Any questions? Well, so what we were just getting to, and let's finish this and then we yeah. can talk about questions, is that you created me an Instagram account. Yeah. So the idea there is that, you know, we have definitely sort of split things up with social media. Yeah. Where uh, no, neither one of us hangs out on Facebook because no. nobody hangs out on Facebook. Facebook is for old people. <laughs> I think your grandparents are on Facebook. Sorry. And... Uh, I have used Twitter for a long time, uh, and I use Twitter because it's a good platform as an author to use. Yeah. And so, you use Instagram, and yeah. I have stayed away from Instagram on purpose. I didn't want to be that... That mom that was, like, all up on her kid's business. That mom who was all up following her kid on social media, and you were like, I can't post stuff about that because my mom will see it, or... And I just didn't want you to be thinking about that. Yeah. So I left Instagram to you. Yeah, because that's like my thing, and you never really wanted to be on there anyways. And so then after we started this podcast, you picked up my phone yeah. and created an Instagram account for me and followed yourself with it. Yep, I liked all my pictures. <laughs> nice. Now everyone knows about your self-liking ways. Yep. And so I started looking at it and started reading it and thought it was just such a nice thing that I was kind of invited into that realm of your life and yeah. thought that was really meaningful. And then I was just going to use that. I thought you wanted me to see your pictures and see your poetry that you've written yeah. and see your stuff. Because uh, I post poetry. It's very good poetry. I like to think so. And then you asked me to start posting. And you specifically asked me to post mom selfies. (laughs) You're not wrong. And so now I post on Instagram, not much. Just so far, just podcast related. But I thought that that was really nice. 
Yeah. What's one negative experience that you had on social media? Well, That's okay, so it's it's actually not. I mean, so I've had a lot of negative experiences on social media. Yeah. And uh, again, to go into as a someone who is part of the science fiction community. Yeah. And a woman. Yeah. That has had its issues. Yeah. Someone who is a kind of heavy duty gamer. Yeah. And a woman. And that has had its issues. 100%. Uh, anyone who wants to learn more about what it means to be a woman and a gamer Ooh-wee. should go and search Gamergate and be prepared to read for six hours. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, so so I have had experiences with all of those things. And the truth is, I won't play games that involve headset. Well, I mean, because those games are stupid anyways. Well, no. I mean, I like, I like MMOs. I yeah. I like... But, like... I like Overwatch. In my opinion, the fun part is not talking to other people, though. Because, like, other people are rude. You know, I've had games that I played where I liked talking to other people. Okay, Guild Wars doesn't count because people in there are nice. Because you can't... They can't oh, tell. Oh, there you go. Guild Wars. And on Guild Wars, I have actively let people work under the assumption that, you know, they thought I was a guy, and I just didn't correct them. Yeah. So, all of that is... All of that is absolutely true. Um... But, you know, actually probably my most negative experience on social media was a forum that I was a part of. Yeah. And so it started out being a trying to conceive forum. Yeah. While oh, God. trying to have babies. And then... Pregnant people are the worst. Those of us who got pregnant. So it was all women who got pregnant in the same, the same month. Yeah. So... We ended up moving after the um, after our babies were born. Then we had to leave the pregnancy board because oh, they closed sad. up our board because it was babies who were du- due in July of '08. Yeah, it was July '08 babies, and we moved to a new forum that was we created, and we communicated with each other through our baby's first year. But everybody got into a big giant fight, and a big group of women split off. Split off. Yeah. And I ended up going with that group, not because I cared one way or the other about the discussion, but because those were the women who, those were my friends. Yeah. And then we were on that group for probably another good year or two. Yeah. And then they started making plans to get together. Yeah. And rent a house and kind of all have like this girls weekend get together. Yeah. And I actually bought plane tickets for the get together. Rip. But we were poor, we were poor, and your dad let me get the tickets, and I I bought the tickets. Yeah. Um, but the anxiety of meeting in person, everybody yeah. was afraid of what everyone else would think of what they looked like or whether yeah. they were cool. And then there were some women who couldn't afford to go. Yeah. And they were feeling left out, and everybody just kind of spiraled out. Mm-hmm. And that, for me, was a, just a really negative social media experience. And again, I know it's forum, it's kind of different than social media, but forums were kind of, were social media before social media, because yeah. at that time there wasn't, re- I mean, there was Facebook, but it hadn't quite taken off the way that it did. And so that that was probably my most negative social media experience, because those women got to be real friends, and yet yeah. they kind of let the social media bullshit kind of get between it. Yeah. Which is not fun. Blow it up. Yeah. Which is what we do now, right? Because we all post these pictures of us being all perfect and happy. 
And then other people get this anxiety when they just see only the parts of us that we filter. And they go, everyone else is so perfect and happy. Like, why why am I living this normal life where sometimes stuff falls apart and sometimes everything's a mess and sometimes I'm unhappy, right? Yeah. Hashtag blessed. (laughs) Right? Um, And then what's a positive experience you had on social media? Well, so... The first piece right there is that that actually, weirdly, was a positive experience, too. Yeah, it was positive and negative. Because building those connections with those women, and that was during... I was part of that during the time that we moved from Indiana to Washington. Yeah, and that's probably a really powerful support group. Yeah, I lost everyone in my life Mm -hmm. and and went to this... Like your parents and your sisters. So close with my family and close with your dad's family. And I had friends and I had, you know... A, a writing group and I had a whole yeah. life there and picked, up and, picked left up and left yeah. and knew nothing and no one here yeah and everything was different but when I logged on to that forum it was all the same it looked the same and everyone yeah. was talking about the same stuff and because your routine was all messed up except for them exactly and that was a really nice thing that really helped yeah. me to get through that we kind of already discussed this but what in your opinion is the most negative and positive forms of social media. So, do you think that it's easier to... I, I know you don't have Snapchat or anything like that, and you don't necessarily understand how that works. I do understand how it works. I know it's really hard no, for no, you no, to I'm get your saying, head around No, 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 I'm just this. saying that, like, you, you've never, like, had conversations on Snapchat so, and understand how it works. But, like, what do you think the most, like, toxic and negative one is? Honestly, in a lot of ways, uh, right now, and it's hard to say if it's because of my own um, involvement, my own experiences, uh, Twitter is really bad. Twitter is yeah. really bad, and it's because they're making a lot of money by amplifying a lot of ugly voices. Yeah. The truth but people is, keep looking at it so that they can, like, see what's going on and see how crazy it is, and Twitter's just getting more money from it, more clicks. And and they're, they're supporting it using their mm-hmm. algorithm. The way that they have reacted and the way that they ban people for certain behavior and don't ban other people for certain behavior. Yeah. Um, but, and that's why, like, right now, like, I'm really fascinated by the idea of Mastodon. Yeah. Which, you know, I could talk about, but I won't because mostly nobody cares about all the techie parts. Rip. <laughs> but the the idea of Mastodon is it's the first social media that there is not a central organization that manages the algorithms so it's, or it's what it's kind of like Tumblr. No, because see, Tumblr... Tum- okay, yeah. Tumblr, Tumblr still is... is, is Tumblr's a, a company. Yeah, it is. And they still make decisions. So Tumblr is very hands-off, and they mostly yeah. just leave everything alone. But that's but the de- is, yeah. But that's the decision that Tumblr made. And if Tumblr, yeah. as an organization, decided tomorrow that they were going to start banning stuff... I actually, no. They did. Tumblr mm-hmm. just did. Um, they just changed settings... This was, it was Tumblr, and it was, like, last week. Yeah. So they, their, their statement on the surface was, we just wanted to make sure everyone was aware of our privacy settings and how to set them. Yeah. But what they did was they set, like, everybody's accounts for anything that had, like, basically racy or objectionable content, objectionable mm-hmm. content to automatically just disappear and not be visible to No! So all you have to do, if you're not seeing the content you expect, is to get into your account and change that setting. Yeah. But how many users, A, don't know they changed that setting, or B, don't know how to change that setting? Yeah. So even even Tumblr is being 
But with Tumblr, it's it's that they are kind of uh, stacking the deck against like sex bloggers and actually like fan fiction writers, which is honestly so stupid because that's like ninety percent of Tumblr. That is the vast majority. And then of the some of it's like Tumblr. funny stuff. Like there's okay, so I lied. It's not ninety percent. It's like seventy five percent. And then like part of the other percent is like funny memes and stuff, and then the rest is like poetry. But the the essential problem with this is that whether it's Snapchat. Whether it's Tumblr, you know, and, and I think this is an interesting conversation to have because as young people, you don't think about this. You don't think about the fact that there is anybody making decisions about your Tumblr account other than you, right? Yeah. And yet, they are. And yet, they can change your settings whenever they want to. And they can, um, Twitter does a thing called shadow banning. Yeah. Where. Oh, yeah. Basically, yeah. you don't show up in searches. You mm-hmm. don't show up to people who aren't your followers. Yeah. And they do it. For, for no reason. For all kinds of reasons or no reason. Like, yeah. you can't really predict why they're doing it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the idea is all of that, all of that is toxic and all of that is negative and all of that is taking our conversations and and making decisions about them that are over yeah. our heads. And so the reason that I like Mastodon is because the idea is that they're, they have decentralized it. Yeah. So that different people run what are called instances and then the instances are all connected together. And again, see, so here's the problem. It's really hard for me to describe to you in a simple kind of two-sentence way how it works or what's going on there. That, that's um, the idea. So what it accomplishes is that basically if... So there's still someone that's running my instance because my stuff is on someone else's server. Yeah. But if I decide that I don't like the way that the guy running the instance is running it, I can just take my stuff and move to a different instance. Yeah. Uh, and still be part of the same social media network, still have, and you can connect to other instances from mm-hmm. yours. It's a different way to look at social media, but it's very hard to understand what's going on or how yeah. to create your account or how to get a hold of your friends or how to figure it out. Yeah. And it's so, like Linux. If you just start with Linux and like, you don't understand how to do anything. It's like Linux. And so what's happening is that it's all like very tech minded people. Yeah. Who are on there, which is I'm finding super nice, yeah, and super cozy. Because they're all the Aspie people like you. It's all Aspie and low drama and and everybody talking about like high high level tech. But I think that's a very specific group. It of is. People. It is, and I think it would be good if if more people used it because I think more people could stand to get out from under the powers that be. Yeah. In the social networks, because. What is happening isn't necessarily good. So I think, you know, when you say what's the worst one and what's the best one, the truth is, I think, you know, when you're talking about people being toxic or people yeah. being bad to each other, that's, that's never going to stop. That's, that's just humanity. That's human nature. And yeah. it doesn't matter which tool we use. They're all, they're all going to allow us to do that. Yeah. But I think that really the thing to pay attention to is the organization that is running it and and are they prioritizing the wrong things but even if you have an organization running a social media outfit and they are doing all the right things they could change your mind tomorrow so that's that is the most toxic part the positive part is it makes us feel connected to each other yeah Makes us feel connected to people who live in other countries and other places. It's so cool because, like, I, I'm aware that it's not really good to talk to strangers on the internet. 
But there was recently a woman that I reached out to. I told you about this, but uh, I was considering, like... It's not bad to talk to strangers on the internet. Yeah. It's bad to date strangers when you're a teenager. Yeah. It's bad to give people personal information yeah. that they shouldn't have. It's not bad to talk to strangers on the internet. But basically, she she lives in Seattle, too, but she um, she's a pole dancer. And I was really interested in, like, I wanted to ask her questions about, like, what she did and, um, like, how you can get involved in that sort of thing if you're younger. Um, and she sent me back, like, this really, like, kind of heartwarming, heartfelt message that I thought really well addressed, like, addressed the situation. And, um, like, I just thought that was really cool because I would not have been able to talk to her otherwise because she's not in my circle and... Mm -hmm. Um, and you wouldn't have access to someone like a pole dance no, instructor. No, I wouldn't. Um, and so I feel like that's... A lot of times social media is like really demonized. Because um, there are bad parts, but there are also really cool, really good parts. And I feel like a lot of times the really cool, really good parts are overlooked by people like parents and like teachers. And I don't think they realize that... Social media can be damaging, but it can also give you, like, a platform to speak on and a platform to be heard, and... I just think it's important that you understand social media... How not media, to blow up your life. Well, how to not, not use it for destructive things, yeah. but also that it is one way to talk to each other, yeah. and it's not always the best way to talk no, to each other. No, it's not, but it, it's a possible... Like, it's, it's a one way to talk to each other. It is, but, you know... It's not a good place to have arguments. No, because then you just say stuff you don't mean to and then hurt and, people. And it's public. Yeah. Right? So you don't think of that. You think that, you know, you think of it as being like, like texting or like talking to someone in the hall at school. Yeah. Right? And you think, if I am mad at her and I tell her that I'm mad at her and why yeah. I'm mad at her, I could do it outside of our lockers or I can do it on Instagram. Yeah. And it's easier to do it on Instagram because then it, it you don't feels, have to deal with all that it stuff. It feels less public because it feels less public because you're not saying that stuff in front of people. But you may as well be on a stage with a microphone. You may as well because there's these things called screenshots and people can take screenshots of your conversation in Instagram. Well, and but they can't take screenshots of what you say in real life. Well, and again, you're there you're you're getting into the specifics of one social media, but it yeah. If I put regardless of the social media piece, if I put something on my timeline all of my friends, which are probably a lot of her friends, yeah. can see what I said. Regardless of whether they screenshot it or save it or it goes away, regardless of any of that, I may as well, as well have said that into a microphone. Yeah. And that is a Projected different it across thing. the world. It is a different thing. Yeah. Because that can make someone feel humiliated, can make them feel like, you know, everyone knows. And that's problematic. And so... At the beginning of Christmas break, you had drama in your life, and yeah. we decided together that the best thing to do was to just put the phone away for Christmas yeah. break. And it gave the drama situation time to settle down yeah. instead of you going and getting into arguments and, and then talking to other friends about it and getting all wound up and everyone getting so upset. Instead, you just took a little vacation from all of yeah. that, spent some time with your family, Got really upset and dreaded going back to school. And then it was all fine. And it turned out everything was fine. Yeah. Um, but it would have been really, really bad when I went back to school if I had gone and, like, blown all my stuff if up. If you had been fighting with everyone about it for the whole two weeks of break. Yeah. And 
everyone had said a bunch of stuff that you couldn't take back and it it would have been a different scenario. Yeah. So it's good to understand that sometimes it's time to step away. Yeah. Sometimes it's time to just take a break. Yeah. How would you change social media for the better? Well, I think we really got into this talking about Mastodon and, uh, Again, it's hard because it's not super accessible to understand what we're talking about when we're talking about federated timeline and we're talking about instances. But uh, that makes it hard for the dumb people to get on. Well, no, it makes it hard for people who aren't super into tech to get on. Regardless, they don't have to. You don't have to be dumb to have a hard time understanding Mastodon. It's it's tough. But I think that. All of the negative things that we do because they're human nature, mm-hmm. those aren't going anywhere. Yeah. We're going to keep doing those things. And if m- social media went away tomorrow, we would still keep being bad to each other in a million ways. Because, yeah. unfortunately... That's we, just how we are. We do that. So, I think, you know, when it comes to that, I don't think there should be more censorship or that we should try to stop people from from being bad to each other, whether we're talking about social media or otherwise. Mm -hmm. But I do think the involvement of companies that have money to make and have... Ah, YouTube. Absolutely, The whole Jake Paul thing going on. Logan Paul? Jake Paul's been doing bad stuff, too, but whatever. Um, So there's the whole Logan Paul thing, and then there's this YouTuber, and he, he doesn't have as many subscribers, and he's not doing anything like Logan Paul is, but he keeps getting taken down. And they're not going to take Logan Paul down because of the fact that he's making them so much money, right? His Suicide Forest video, even though it was crazy, like, they shut his channel down for a couple weeks, like, a, a couple days, but then... He was back on YouTube and tasering dead rats and like well, this again. This comes back to the same thing that corporations, companies, yeah. companies who have profit to make based on the way that we communicate with each other, I think is not a good thing. Yeah, and I think that we need to step away from that as much as we can, even though it's hard to do. Yeah, it's hard to do, especially right now when, like, that is, I bet. All those social media companies are making so, so, so much money because there are all these teens all across the world that are just using it so hard because that and is... You are the products. Yeah. And they're selling it to us and, like... No, they're selling you to other people. You are the products, not the customers. You're not wrong. <laughs> right? You don't pay for social media. I Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You are the product. Yeah. So how many people they have on their network and how much advertising they can put in front of your eyes and how much they can move you around into different groups and collect information about you and sell that information to people. Yeah. Those things are all what they have to get out of it. And again, I'm not saying we shouldn't use social media because of that. Yeah. But we should be aware of that and understand yeah. that, that that's, that is, that's what they're doing. We are their products. Yeah. And, and anything we can do that pulls us away from that model is probably for the best yeah this is the last question i have is adults hatred of social media fear-based because there are so many adults that like they think of social media and they hate it right so why are all kids addicted to their phones because it's the way we communicate with each other at this point really you're just gonna you're just gonna let that one just go right by what do you mean why are all kids addicted to their phones all kids are addicted to their phones? Not all kids. <laughs> kids that don't have phones aren't addicted to phones. Right? That's kind of making a generalization, right? Yeah. yeah? All kids 
All kids that have phones are addicted to their phones. <laughs> wow. Call me a dick, but you know it's true. I don't believe that to be true. Really? Really. I think there are plenty of kids and plenty of young adults who are perfectly good at managing their phones. Yeah. And so the reason I asked that question was not because I really wanted an answer about why all kids are addicted to their phones. Yeah. It was when you say, why do adults hate social media? Many, many, many adults use social media and use it for good and use it for bad and use it in all kinds of ways. Social media is not a playground that only children are on. No. Again, so I, I use Twitter a lot. And your dad uses LinkedIn a lot. All right? old Even, people use LinkedIn. No, people who work use LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. People who, who have careers use LinkedIn. LinkedIn. <laughs> LinkedIn is social media. Yeah. It is a social network. Yeah. Right? So the point is that I don't think all adults hate social media. I don't think adults have hatred of social media. Um, I do think that there are a lot of people in older age groups who don't understand that technology yeah. and don't understand how to communicate that way. And I think that that's why they're afraid of it. I don't know that they're afraid of it. They just don't like it. Yeah. Right? They just don't like it. Just like you don't want to be told how to use social media. Yeah. In the same way, they don't want to be told that they should have to use social media. And in some ways, the world is kind of telling them that right now. Yeah. That's fair. You know, I don't I don't know that I feel like they hate social media. They don't mm-hmm. want any part of it. They opt out of it. Yeah. I don't know that that's hating it. That's I fair. feel like I don't feel like the majority of adults hate social media. In fact, your dad and I teach people how to be productive at work. Yeah. And one of the bigger problems is that the people in the companies that we are talking to use social media too yeah. much. A lot. They're looking at their phones instead of doing their job. They're checking up on Facebook. They're checking up on Twitter. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, I don't think, I don't think that it's fair to paint, you know, everyone older than high schoolers with a brush and say they don't, they don't like social media. Yeah. That's fair. So I think that, and and I think there are a lot of reasons, right? A lot of reasons why people feel the way that they do about anything. It's a complicated thing. And uh, we, we work a lot with people who, who ask a lot of those kind of questions where they say, well, why is it that these millennials, they, they only want to talk to people with the Twitter and with the texts, and, and why can't they I'd talk to... not talk to you. <laughs> why can't they talk to anybody face-to-face? And I think that's a generalization, and I think that yeah. that's not fair, and I think that millennials are perfectly capable of talking to people face-to-face. Yeah. And in the same way, I think, you know, I don't think adults hate social media again i've been using social media since you were since long before you were born i really was on myspace like (laughs) i really was on myspace i didn't do friendster friendster i chose myspace over friendster uh there's not competition there they're the same they're not the same they were friendster was better you don't know anything about Friendster or MySpace, and That's MySpace was obviously better because it was where all of the young music people. Uh, Kate Nash started on MySpace. Me. I believe. <laughs> no, it was Friendster. No, I think it was yeah, MySpace. Look it up. Kate look it Nash up. Look it up. She started. And Lily Allen, I believe, both started on MySpace. Nope, they started on Friendster. Nobody started anything on Friendster. I started Friendster. You. Did not. You can find me on Twitter at Mary underscore Sturgeon. 
And you can now find me on Instagram at, what is it, Mary, Mary underscore tech mom. Techno mom. Techno mom. Mary underscore techno mom on Instagram. Help her get to more followers. She has like seven followers. I need to help her with that. Really not overly concerned about how many followers she has. Let me find you exactly how many followers she has. I'm really not super broken up about it. She has nine followers. Boy, I have 158. Can we get her up to like 20 at least? Maybe if I enroll at West Seattle High, I can have more Insta followers. <laughs> so you'd have less followers because people would think of you like a child. Um, you would be so mad with the day that I enrolled at your school and everybody was like, "Hey, did you see the new girl? She's lit!" And you'd be like, died. "Stop it! That's my mom. She's died. old. Don't speak to her." Yeah. Um. Anyways, you can find me <laughs> on uh, beat underscore fish at Instagram. Also, my Snapchat, which I have tagged on my Instagram. You can find me there. You can find the podcast on every podcast network that I had access Not to. Not freaking um, SoundCloud, though. So don't try. Oh, are we not on SoundCloud? Uh-uh. Should I get us on SoundCloud? Yes. SoundCloud right. is superior to iTunes. Let me look uh-uh. into it. But pretty much everywhere else. Or you can find us at www.marysturgeon.net forward slash coffee with my mom. Yeah, or... um. What's that other one? It starts with an S. It's like... Stitcher? Stitcher. We're on Stitcher. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on TuneIn. We're on iTunes. We're on Google Play. Are we? I couldn't find us on Google Play. We are on Google Play. Lit. The link is on the website. Ooh. (laughs) Okay. And check out our website to read more about us, who we are, what we're doing, what the point of this podcast is. There's nothing about Gowan on there, though. There is. Is there? Yeah. It's toward the bottom. I've even got a link to his YouTube channel. Check out Gowan at Cosby Corner. Cosmo Corner. And he's really shook about the fact that there's apparently some other channel with people talking about stupid stuff on a couch, but that's not him. No, they talk about sex. Well, that's not him. He just plays video games. He just plays dumb video games. You should go check him out. Anyway, stay tuned for outtakes. Yeah, boy. Straight or Or gay. gay. Butt stuff's, stuff's okay. okay. The rosé or Shiraz. <laughs> it was Syrah or Chardonnay. I like rosé. Or rosé. Butt stuff's okay. I guess. <laughs> like, I mean, you don't have to make it about butt stuff all the time. Welcome to episode <laughs> four, Butt Stuff with Mary. <laughs> It's my other podcast. Oh, wow. Do you have something to tell me more? That I have a podcast called Butt Stuff with Mary? Yep. Yeah. Um, I have a podcast called Butt Stuff with oh, Mary. Shit, I called it. <laughs> Don't, Google it. Don't Google Butt Stuff with Don't Mary. Google it. I'm Googling it right now. Don't do it. Don't. Don't. You really think? <laughs> Whatever. No, I'm actually Googling it. Well, that's a lot of porn. Well, you Google butt stuff. What do you expect? I don't know. People are weird. <laughs>